Hello and welcome to Super Informed Radio, the official Unisuper podcast. I'm Lyndon and this is our monthly investment podcast. Well, we are one month into the new financial year and so far it seems to have gotten off to a pretty good start. With me to talk about how the year's kicked off is David Colosimo from our investment team, highly experienced economist, investment manager, resident expert. Uh, David Colosimo, welcome. Thanks, Lyndon. Uh, David, over the last few months, we've talked about how central banks have pretty much been scrambling to increase interest rates as inflation has surged, uh, and how this has made markets worry about the risk of recession. Has that continued this month? Yeah, it certainly has. So over the last month, we've seen more inflation reports, uh, particularly in Europe and the US. They're continuing to beat these already elevated expectations. Um, Central banks continue to deliver rate hikes. um, And when they're faced with a choice, they're going for a bigger hike rather than a smaller hike. Um, European Central Bank is a great example of this. They delivered their first hike in 11 years. um, And they opted for a half a percentage point rather than a quarter percentage point hike. Um, The US Fed and the RBA, they're also continuing to hike. um, And the Bank of Canada actually increased rates by a full percentage point in one go. Now, in terms of recession risk, uh, leading indicators of activity around the world are showing that things are starting to slow down. Now, focusing on on the US in particular, there was a recent GDP report, and that showed two consecutive quarters of negative growth in the first half of this year. Now, that's not an official indicator of recession, but it is hard to argue that one isn't close. So we're seeing cyclical sectors like housing construction and manufacturing, they're poised to fall. Uh, The number of people applying for unemployment benefits is increasing. Um, And most interestingly, the 10-year bond rate is now below the two-year bond rate. And that means that the market is already expecting future rate cuts. This is seen as a pretty key signal of an impending recession. Now, if you throw on top of that unprecedented heat waves in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, Europe is having to ration its limited supply of natural gas, Um, We had resignations of UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson and the Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi. So it's been a pretty eventful month all round. And yet somehow the share market has managed to see through the gloom, David. Yeah, incredibly, that's true. So US share markets were 9% higher in the month. Um, That makes it the strongest month since 2020. Um, And Australian shares weren't that far behind either, rising nearly 6% over that time. Now, in both markets, it was a lot of the sectors that have been the most beaten up that have actually increased the the most during July. So consumer discretionary stocks like Amazon, uh, technology companies such as Apple, uh, and financials, uh, including PayPal. So all of this talk of recession risks and shares have been strong. Why is that? That's a really good question, Lyndon. Uh, I'd probably point to two things. Uh, The first is what might best be labelled as investor positioning. So after US shares had fallen by more than 20%, surveys were showing that investors had actually become quite negative about the economy. And so they lowered their exposure to share markets. Now, when everyone's on the same side of the market, it doesn't take much of a catalyst to get things moving back in the other direction. So many of those who are underweight feel they need to quickly buy back and you can get that quick snap back. Now, this actually happens in most bear markets. Uh, but it's too early to know whether this rally will be maintained or whether it's going to be short-lived and we head lower again. The second thing I'd note is that bond yields have actually fallen quite sharply since mid-June. 
And remember it was that big increase in bond yields that initially drove shares lower this year. So David, we've had US reporting season over the past few weeks. Uh, What are some of the things that we've been seeing? Well, so far we've seen more than half of the companies in the S&P 500 report their quarterly earnings. Now, in aggregate, earnings and revenue growth are slowing from this post-pandemic surge that we've seen. Um, But the aggregate number masks a big divergence. So on the one hand, you've got energy companies, for example, where earnings are nearly triple what they were this time last year. Then on the other hand, you've got financials and consumer discretionary sectors where earnings are already shrinking. Now, most of the interest has been in the forward-looking comments by management, and these have been more negative. So as a result, company analysts have been starting to reduce their expectations for earnings going forward. Now, in terms of interesting themes, uh, we've seen a number of them. So companies with offshore earnings, they're starting to see that that stronger US dollar that we've seen has been a headwind on their earnings. Um, Some companies, such as Walmart, are starting to see a real build-up in unsold inventory as their demand has slowed. Uh, And we're also starting to see some divergence between the technology companies. So at one end, Facebook's revenue is now falling and Snap are seeing a pullback in ad spend. Uh, At the other end, Google and Microsoft are actually still doing quite well. And finally, uh, we've seen the announcement of hiring freezes at the likes of Amazon, Apple and Microsoft as they start to feel pressure to keep costs low. All right, so what are we watching for this month, David, in August? So the first thing is that we have the RBA meeting to start the month. Uh, Markets have priced in another half a percentage point rate hike, so households certainly continuing to feel the pinch here. But also, it's reporting season here in Australia this month. Now, as in the US, this is going to be a test on how well companies are dealing with cost pressures. In terms of recent company updates, for example, JB Hi-Fi, we're seeing that demand is actually still quite resilient. But this is going to be tested in the coming year as those interest rate increases really start to bite. So again, it's what management are going to be saying about next year's earnings that will be key. Um, Now, with that in mind, earnings expectations are starting to being downgraded, but we expect there's going to need to be further revisions if the economy does slow dramatically. Now, other than that, we've also still got global geopolitical developments on the radar. So, you know, will Russia continue to pressure Europe by limiting the supply of natural gas through the Nord Stream pipeline? Um, And will there be any escalation in China and US tensions when the US Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, is touring around Asia? It is going to be one interesting month. David, uh, looking forward to catching up with you next month. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Well, that wraps up this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Now, a reminder that these podcasts do come out at the start of each month. So if you want to make sure that you're not missing out... Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts or you can check unisuper.com.au forward slash podcasts. As I'm sure you're aware, Unisuper is the place where bright minds and passionate people strive to think great and create a future worth retiring for. So if you'd like more information about our investments, visit unisuper.com.au. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. This podcast is of a general nature. It doesn't take into account your personal financial situation, needs or objectives. 
Before you make decisions about your super, we recommend you seek financial advice. Also, consider the product disclosure statement and target market determination that's relevant to you. They're available on our website. The past performance of any investment options we discuss isn't indicative of their future performance, and it's worth noting that by talking about certain companies, we aren't endorsing them for inclusion in your portfolio.